So yes, I do see big brands embracing AMP. Um, the benefits of AMP emails for both promotional and transactional use cases are just completely undeniable. However, adoption is still in its infancy. And what you have to remember that many brands, including big brands that I work with, they're just failing to leverage the full capabilities of uh, email personalization, you know, having highly sophisticated data-driven personalization. They haven't even managed to nail that, let alone taking their email marketing to completely next level with AMP for email. But, you know, when they do and as they do, I really anticipate you'll see a domino effect. Today in Inboxing, getting to know AMP for email with Akibur Rahman from MailMoto and Elliot Harper from CloudKettle. Welcome back to Inboxing. I'm Hillel Berg, your host. Today we're doing something very special, very unique. Uh, that we've never done before. Uh, we're doing a show about AMP, AMP for email. And you might have heard of it, but you don't know so much about it. And the people, our guests today know a whole lot about it. So it's going to be a bit of a panel. We're going to try to work this out. Basically, yeah, we have two amazing guests. And we're actually connecting three continents. I'm in the Middle East. I'm in Israel. And uh, Akib, or Akibur, is the CEO of Motomail in India, Bangalore region. And then... Uh, Motomail, he'll tell you a lot about Motomail. Motomail is a platform that uses AMP for email to send uh, AMP emails, which uh, we'll get into, which gives a lot of um, interactivity and things that surprise a lot of people in the inbox, which is part of the, the struggle of AMP for email. And then Elliot is a <laughs> senior tech uh, person at, at Salesforce, um, and he's doing some amazing stuff at Salesforce, and Salesforce now supports AMP for email. Probably a lot to do with the efforts of Elliot. And Elliot's connecting from Australia. So I love this amazing global connections that we're doing here today. So without any further ado, please welcome Akib and Elliot. Akib and Elliot, welcome to Inboxing. Thank you. And uh, just really for the, those who joined us, just to clarify, I don't work for Salesforce. Uh, I work with Salesforce. So actually, um, work for a company called CloudKettle. They're a, a gold Salesforce partner. Ah, okay. I appreciate that clarification. But, um, uh, you know, I, I had, um, you know, I've been working very closely with Salesforce for several months now, um, and I spent hundreds of hours working on the pilot program for AMP for email. So I'm kind of well versed in uh, in the framework. Okay. Does yeah. CloudKettle have anything to do with AMP for email, or it's just uh, incidental? Like- no, so, so we are a partner. We work with major um, companies and help them uh, help them create AMP email campaigns. Okay. All right. Thank you for that clarification. Another clarification from me is mail modo, not modo mail. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say modo mail? I said, mail modo. Yeah, my mistake. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about uh, about your app experience in, in modo mail? Yeah, so I have been a marketer. I'm not Moto. I just did it again. Oh my gosh, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> so yeah, as so I was saying that I have been a marketer myself, and I used to uh, send like millions of emails every month. And the problems that I used to face before was majorly around conversion rate. We did everything to improve the open rates, click rate, but the conversion rate always has been a problem because user has to open an email, read an email, then click on a link, go to a website, wait for the page to load. And after several other steps, the conversion happens, right? So AMP for email solves that problem very well. It brings the whole application-like behavior inside the email. And that's why the whole mail model concept emerged 
and we started building mail model for marketers as a no-code platform to create various kinds of AMP mails as well as normal mails. All right, thank you for that. Okay, all right, let's um, all right, just raise your hand or jump in. But can you explain to the audience what AMP for email is? Who wants to take that one? I am muted here, so I'm happy to go and take <laughs> that one to start with. So I guess AMP for email is an open source framework that enables new email experiences. Well, you know, and that's a quite broad uh, statement, but really mm -hmm. at a high level, it can be summarized as the ability to create highly interactive emails that can include open time content. Now, I guess put a different way, it effectively provides the type of user experience that you can expect to see on a web page, like using real-time content. So when you load a web page, you know, it's based on in-the-moment data, you can submit forms, obviously, from a web page and, and very rich styling support. But all of this from right from within your email inbox. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess spin it up a little more. Is it is creating almost like a web page experience inside an email? In a nutshell, at a high level, I, I guess, yes, definitely one way of explaining yeah, it. People, like, until today, like basically people expect an email to be able to read something or click a link to get to a page where they could do something else. But that, 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 really, that, yeah. it's like see an offer, you know, and then, or or even see a link to an offer and or, or even any kind of interactivity is not really happening in the email. It's really- that, That's right. Yeah, every single, yeah, every single interactivity, they click on a link or click on a button, takes them away from their email to a web browser, which can be a very frustrating user experience. And, you know, it's actually- of course, based on uh, send time data. So by the time they eventually open the email, you know, which could be several days later, then that content could already be out of date. Um, but because just like a web page, you know, uh, AMP emails users uh, can use uh, real-time content, then it ensures that, you know, is always uh, it's kind of based on in-the-moment data, it's always relevant, it, which, you know, maybe it's based on, it could be a transactional promotional email, like uh, the transactional, for example, many people forget about this, things like those one-time password notifications, which self-destruct or expire, you know, after a short period of time. Right. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great example. Uh, I mean, I know, I assume in other countries also, where I live, very, it's become much more popular now when you log in as a, you know, uh, what do they call it? <laughs> MFA or multi-factor MFA, multi-factor authentication, exactly. MFA, right? You get an SMS, you know, to know. But like, yeah, it, it could be an email. But like what you're saying, the difficulty with email is that it doesn't work. But yeah, so I'm saying, if with using AMP, you could do, you could achieve the same thing. That's right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Let's jump into the next one. So maybe uh, Akib, you want to take this one? So what do you think are the biggest opportunities that AMP brings to email? Yeah, sure. So uh, like Elliot was explaining, like can have a full interactive experience inside email. And that means that now we can make email behave like an application. So what like uh, in our case at MailMoto, our clients are using it in a lot of different ways. So starting with demand generation, lead generation, college application, NPS service, different kind of service, feedback, CSAT score, etc. And then meeting booking. So those are the immediate use cases that we have started with could be a lot of other possibilities as, as well. So for example, we recently build a calendly integration within the email itself. So people can book a meeting with you right within the email itself without leaving the inbox. So, and those kind of thing is like uh, getting very uh, useful for the user because it saves a lot of time for them. Then we are uh, also bringing Shopify kind of experience within the email where 
people can do certain uh, selection and as well as transaction within the email itself. So slowly it will, uh, once it becomes more popular and more companies start using this, it will be like your second mini website or mini application within the email. People will be bringing a lot of different kinds of use cases, which probably we cannot even think of right now. And it will totally open up this piece uh, and open up the email for more and more opportunities. So till now, emails have been starting and it, it generally all kinds of business to user email have been like one way, like a business is talking just to you. They are just saying you, they don't want to listen. But now with AMP email, because you can act on them, you can take action there itself. It becomes a two-way communication. You can provide your feedback, you can provide your information right within the email. So there can be a lot of opportunities going forward. People will be building different types of mini applications uh, on top of email. Elliot, do you want to add anything there? Yeah, sure. I, I think you made a great point, of course, that um, it, it does create Effectively, you can build like mini apps right from with your email. And I've created a few different examples of that, like games playing Hangman right from within the email. And in fact, yeah. if you go to Amp.dev, one of the examples they've got is uh, the classic tic-tac-toe or Norton Crosses game, depending on where in the world you live, and to show you really kind of the capabilities. For me, I would say that you know, the ability to submit forms in an email it is a huge thing. So now, I'm not just talking about submitting a survey or a product review form, which of course you can do, you can do very well without taking them away to a kind of confirmation page. But what you have to remember, what's actually happening in the background here is that you're able to make asynchronous requests, specifically XHR requests, um, to a remote server. And what this means is that you can create uh, just don't think of it just as a form submission, but we can do things like you can add items to your wish list or maybe a shopping cart directly from your email. Yeah. So we can yeah. have this client-to-server yeah. interaction um, and yeah. you can come up with some really creative use cases. Yeah, That's so amazing. Exactly. And there could be a lot, so besides form submission, there could be a lot of things where there can be two-way interaction where like Elliot uh, mm -hmm. mentioned XHR, request and you can talk with APIs and in real time you can update data in real time inside the email itself. So for example, flight prices till now we are not be able to be updated inside email. Now flight prices can be updated in the in real time inside email. Uh, you can calculate anything like you can use different types of calculator like salary calculator or EMI calculator etc. So it opens up opportunities for a lot of fintech companies travel like all sorts of companies. Okay. I don't have this question in our coming up, but I'm just curious. Uh, do we have any, any any numbers yet? Like what kind of lift you'd see, like using AMP, you know, versus not using AMP, like in terms of conversion rates of, let's say, uh, I don't know, an abandoned card email or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So there have been a lot of uh, case studies published on AMP.dev, uh, which you can go through. But I will talk about uh, some of the cases where our clients got very good results. So. We did experiment where we sent equal number of HTML emails and AMP emails with same subject line, same content, just with a difference of uh, in HTML it was a static, in AMP it was an interactive form. So in one of the use cases where it was a NPS survey, our client got 257% higher conversion rate. So that's like almost 3.5x kind of conversion. So that was amazing. Another uh, company which was a job application, job portal, uh, and they use it for uh, inviting new job application from candidates. They got 4x higher conversion. 
So the earlier conversion rate was 10%. They got 44% job applications from um, email. So there has been similar several use cases. Elliot, do you want to add any recent use cases that you or case studies that you might have came across? Sure. So I've actually published a number of email campaigns, AMP email campaigns in the past few months. One was a uh, specifically a, a shopping cart one where rather than, so it's actually featuring lipsticks. Now I can certainly share a link to this if you want to see the video where um, you can go and preview different shades of lipstick right from with your email and then go and uh, add that item to your cart directly from the email. When you click out checkout, you're actually directed to a checkout page to complete your purchase. That was a, a very successful campaign. It's not a, a public case study, so I'm, I'm not in a position no. to actually share mm-hmm. the, the, the results. But I'd say the kind of in short, the, the benefits of AMP emails are unquestionable. Having said that, AMP emails is not for everyone. There are in that it really depends on, or it depends on many factors. I mean, primarily your your audience and whether they can actually open AMP emails. And I kind of think that's a, right. kind of yeah, a, that takes a us question, to the next question coming actually. up. Yeah. yeah, it's like, where, where does AMP work? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so uh, right now, uh, there are very few email clients who support AMP emails, uh, including Gmail, Yahoo, and Mail.ru. There are certain browser restrictions as well, but these are the main clients where you will be able to see emails. Uh, you will not be able to uh, see AMP emails in traditional desktop native email clients like Hotflow or Apple Mail right now. So like Elliot was mentioning, if your audience is primarily on Gmail and Yahoo, then it is a big use case for uh, you. Otherwise, if your audience is primarily, say, on Outlook or, say, on Apple Mail, then it may be not that great use, useful for you. But being said that, suppose uh, even 50% of your audience is on Gmail and Yahoo, and if you're able to improve their experience, so that's a great deal because for at least for, for those 50% of the users, uh, the experience will be much better. For the rest of the users where AMP doesn't work, a fallback HTML version is shown. So for them, there's no difference in experience. But for those people who are AMP works, it becomes a, like a much better experience. And so, so just to extend on that and to clarify, yes. Yes, so sending to both service provider domains and customer domains is supported. For example, you know, recipients don't have to have a gmail.com address. You know, yeah. There are many businesses that actually use Gmail as their email service, like salesforce.com, for example. You know, and additionally... They uh, can only be supported on supported user agents, which, in addition to mo- mobile apps, include Chrome, Firefox, Safari, and Opera web browsers. So, not uh, Microsoft Edge. So, right now, it's not on it's not mobile. It doesn't work in Gmail app or. Oh, well, so, uh, so it it works on mobile apps. So, if you've got the, you have to have the Gmail app on your phone. But if you're using, you know, uh, Apple Mail for iOS, you know, it will fall back to HTML. And uh, regarding um, the. Kind of the, the, the penetration, uh, the you know collectively, Gmail, Yahoo, and MailRU make up for over fifty percent, over half the market. You know, and I've, I've got some clients who um, the majority of their customers actually use Gmail addresses, others don't. And the best way to you know simply counting Gmail.com addresses alone isn't a good indicator. You should go and install, use a litmus tracking code, and there are other providers that do this, which actually show you the the user agents that uh, clients are using, uh, so you can kind of determine what percentage of your audience will be able to open AMP emails. Yeah, so adding to that, 
it's the percentage of users are using gmail yahoo and mail.ru also varies from region to region so for example in asia uh, almost 80% of the people would be on these platforms uh, right and however in west uh, more people are on the ios mail so it also depends which region you belong to but yeah but the final word would be that in any case even where amp email doesn't work user will be able to see a fallback html version so from a user point of view there is no uh, difference for those users right and that's that's actually something important to i didn't realize until i spoke to elliot but yeah i always thought it was like in you know that amp section like was part of the the html version but it's actually yeah it's a different mime type and what that means is that like when you're sending an email from your client like if you've ever sent from a mailchimp or any other esp email service provider you'll know there's a text version so in the supported ones and supported you know mail senders you there's a place to put an amp uh, version of the email so that's why we're saying it'll just fall back it's not the traditional you know graceful falling back it'll actually show the total that you'll build an html version of the email and you'll send the the amp version and where it, it works it'll work perfectly and where it doesn't work it'll show the html version and just to follow up with the last question just wondering is adoption coming like have other clients said that they're going to be they expect to be accept you know amp emails and that's not the right word but, sure um, I, i mean outlook uh, at that specifically outlook.com did semi support it last year i mean they never really officially supported it I mean, it was more of a kind of a developer preview and i think that is available but it's now um turned off by default i think that they uh, microsoft are kind of sitting it out and uh, just monitoring what the, the take up and adoption is which of course they can uh, quite easily do just by having a look at how many of uh, out of the emails that come through um outlook.com and and hotmail have a look at those uh mine part so yeah i i understand they kind of uh, sitting and uh looking at the I guess adoption before they kind of commit. Yeah, Anyone yeah. else besides Microsoft? Like have AOL or I don't know. There are there are so many as you know. I mean Gmail is obviously one of the biggest ones. You know, AOL, Yahoo you mentioned is Apple so is Apple going to get on happen. board? Yeah, so eventually it will happen because right now what happens is every email client has a different way of sending HTML CSS. So there's no standard there. Like you will same mail you will see differently in gmail say and outlook and apple mail because the way they that they render html css is different amp for email brings that kind of standardization in rendering the email so slowly other email clients will start adopting amp email and like elliot mentioned it would be they would be waiting for adoption rate and once uh, more and more businesses are adopting more and more people are getting start getting amp email they will also adopt it Okay, great. So what about sending amp emails? Like where can you send email? I know the only one I know of right now is Clavio, I think, but uh where well, I'm sure I'm sure other ones will be getting on board, but at the moment where where can you send amp emails? Yeah, so number one option is mail module. <laughs> uh because <at laughs> mail module you can both create amp email and send it at one platform itself without any coding required. There are other platforms like Salesforce, Clavio, and several other where you, they have enabled amp email if you have the amp email code you can send it from salesforce or clavio etc so elliot's company i believe that creates a beautiful amp email uh, you be basically co uh, develop amp emails right elliot 
That's right. I mean, it's it's part of what we do. But, uh, you know, there were over 30, in fact, 32 uh, listed uh, email platforms and service providers that um, you can create and send AMP emails from. But uh, I specifically do it through Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Um, you know, it's supported by SendGrid, you know, Cheetah Digital, Dot Digital, uh, many others. So a- Amazon, you know, SES, you know, their simple email service, for example. Yeah. yeah it, in addition to, you know, service providers such as MailModo. Yeah. Okay. Do you need to get like approval or anything like that in order to be able to send that email? Yes. Yeah. There's a process uh, involved there uh, to whitelist your sender email before you can start sending um, AMP email. That generally takes three, four days. And it is a straightforward process, but it may be overwhelming for a new uh, first-time user. All right. So is AMP, I mean, it sounds like it's already very robust, but is it going to continue to develop like the way, you know, almost everything does? Well, I, I can take that and uh, maybe I can expand on this. So um, to clarify the listeners here, you know, um, AMP for email uses a subset of components from the core AMP framework. And uh, let's just talk specifically about AMP for email. Now, the, you know, the AMP for email roadmap is ultimately determined by the AMP for email working group and more specifically the platforms that, that support this framework. And I've been monitoring the um, Slack working group channel for AMP for email, uh, which incidentally is free for anyone to join. You know, just go and search, look for their GitHub repository and uh, you'll find a link to it. And I've just got their impression and also actually knowing people on the working group that they don't have an aggressive roadmap but instead are more focused on shoring up currently supported components. So out of the, you know, the, um, the larger AMP framework, which are, gosh, hundreds of components, there's 16 are supported in AMP for email. Like, example, like there's something called AMP autocomplete, and, and this component suggests completed values as you, as you type. But, you know, this component is currently, that's what they call experimental, as it's not supported by all email clients. So it's it's all it's one thing for the working group to say, hey, let's go and add this component. But remember that it's the actual uh, providers like uh, Verizon, that is for Yahoo and uh, and Google and MailRU, they need to go and implement this support. So I think that having said that, I, I believe that out of those sixteen components, they fulfil the majority of all kind of common use cases for interactive emails. Okay. Like, you know, I don't feel like it's it's lacking in any way. Like, we're like using all these sixteen. Yeah. Things, it, like, is it lacking? Yeah. So, I mean, it's. I've got a big wish list of things I'd love to see. You know, um, many of the restrictions is just largely from a security point of view. So there are kind of good reasons they don't support JavaScript, for example, <laughs> custom JavaScript in an email. Um, you know, I'd love to go and see fonts. At the moment, you have to use standard web fonts. You can't use uh, like Google fonts or any kind of custom fonts, which it's so, uh, so interesting to me. Like, I mean, just as somebody you know who has been working in email development and know that web fonts are supported in a broad range of platforms, but you know that AMP for email, I think, is like the cutting edge of email, and they won't. You know, it's almost like the Microsoft uh, Outlook default fonts. You know that you're limited to. Uh, well, so and that. that there are, yeah, look, that there are several reasons for that. And from speaking actually to the uh, product manager, he kind of uh, was explaining security vulnerabilities that actually having custom external JavaScript fonts kind of uh, opens up vulnerabilities. But also, you know, it's all about having a, a highly optimized payload. Just remember that AMP is actually an acronym for Accelerated Mobile Pages. And the original 
objective of, of this framework was back in 2015 was to make web pages load immediately on mobile devices. You know, they simply since expanded the framework to include other use cases, you know, such as AMP ads and AMP stories and you know, AMP for email, AMP websites. So part of it is uh, creating these these instant experience. Everything is highly optimized in AMP for email. You know, these by design, uh, AMP emails are designed to load immediately, not just wait for very uh, large fonts to, to download. And do you expect seeing big brands, but even like smaller, like how much do you expect like the popularity of using AMP to, to grow, let's say in this year or the next few years? So, yeah, so it seems that a lot, since a lot of platforms are also enabling AMP support, uh, a lot of companies are going to start uh, using app email in some way or the other, maybe not for all their emails, but for at least for some use cases that are going to start. So we have been talking to a lot of companies around the world, and it seems that uh, immediately uh, attracts attention. So there will be people who will wait, um, but there will be also a lot of brands who are going to uh, use app email, especially in the e-commerce category or the uh, education and finance category. So uh, there will be a lot of brands. Um, I can't take names right now, but uh, I, I guess uh, Elliot would be talking to a lot of companies as well. So Yeah, I'm sure with each one with uh, strong NDAs. <laughs> yeah, look, um, yeah, to, to, to echo on that, I, I mean, I agree. Look, I yes, the answer to the question is yes, I do see big brands embracing AMP. Um, the benefits of AMP emails for both promotional and transactional use cases are just completely undeniable. However, adoption is still in its infancy. And what you have to remember that many brands, including big brands that I work with, they're, they're just failing to leverage the full capabilities of uh, email personalization, you know, having highly sophisticated data-driven personalizations. They haven't even managed to nail that, let alone taking their email marketing to completely next level with AMP for email. But, you know, when they do and as they do, I really anticipate we'll see a domino effect where other others and uh, probably first with their competitors will follow. You know, if uh, brand A is starting to create this kind of highly interactive uh, email experiences and uh, then it's, you know, typically we do see this kind of copycat approach where one it's leads to another. Development. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that for sure. Has any brands, you know, gotten attention for an AMP email they've sent yet? Like, is any? So, uh, I mean, there's, you know, the the early kind of uh, lighthouse kind of showcase ones were, were Pinterest, and uh, you should go and check that out, and uh, Booking.com. But, you know, the ability to go and actually add um, pins directly uh, to your boards directly from an, an email um kind of that was uh, one example okay very yeah i remember that it was even early on i mean i think that was already like two three years ago right that, that's right yeah yeah i'm curious yeah but no one no i don't know no big brands that have used it enough for like e-commerce like i guess or are still under wraps <laughs> saying someone's getting that email saying yeah. wow this is the best thing i've ever seen you know, posted to a board somewhere on the internet. So look, yeah, look, I mean, it's still in its infancy. I'd say it's, I believe 2021 will be the year starting to take off. I mean, we've just seen that uh, uh, Google has uh, only recently released the ability to to reply to comments, for example, with Google Docs or, or Google Slides right from within your email. Um, that, that uses uh, AMP emails. I'd say the, the main challenge is yeah, at the moment, I'd say that is educating your audience as uh, customers, subscri email subscribers. I think you're, you're very kind of cautious about 
clicking on a button or, or typing something in an email because they assume that they'll be redirected to a web page, you know, unaware that, uh, that, that they can actually achieve this, this type of experience. So as, as kind of, I, I guess, customers become more aware that uh, you can, uh, this is the way that emails can work now, then that in turn will, will also assist with adoption. All right, so Akib, how do you see mail motor developing over the next few years? Uh, so mail motor will grow as a email marketing platform which will focus on these interactive emails and helping brands create different kinds of applications within them. So our vision is to help marketers get better conversion rate from their email marketing. So till now, marketers have been focusing on just uh, sending emails and hardly getting like getting better open rates. So the but the end objective should always be getting better results, better conversion rates, better end conversion. So that will be our focus, and we'll be developing in that direction. Okay, great, Elliot. Where do you see AMP in the next two three years? Look, I mean, as far as from a, from a technology and maturity perspective, I don't anticipate it will be too different from its uh, current feature set today. But um, as for adoption, I'd like to think that it will gain some traction. It's really got off to a slow start for the reasons I explained earlier. Um, but I'd say that there's certainly now a level of awareness uh, about the framework in organizations um, that didn't exist before. You know, where do I see it in two to three years? You know, I would actually love to see uh, this progression to more of a closed loop experience where customers can not only view offers and promotions and interact with their email, but also respond to the call to action and complete purchases directly within the email. For example, as that use case we discussed earlier, um, if I say I receive a banning cart email, I can then go and complete my purchase just by entering an MFA code that was sent to me via SMS. You know, authenticate. You already you already know who I am. You already have my credit card details. It's just this uh, simple uh, authentication, and then kind of complete the purchase all from within your email. I'd say I guess that's the the vision and dream that I see for for AMP emails. Okay, I think that's all for now. But uh, any final thoughts? You know, Akiva, you can uh, you know you can take it first. But just, yeah, whatever you want to say, go for it. No, so I feel that uh, AMP for email is going to be a great opportunity uh, for all kinds of businesses as well as a better experience for users. So if you see uh, that web and email started on a sim at a similar time right but web has evolved so much there was initially there was web 1.0 where very static pages and then it evolved into different kinds of application and now what we see on web is very different from uh, what we had in the beginning but if you see emails emails have remained the same over there there has not been any technological evolution and it is still probably the first email that you might have seen and the latest email that you see very similar in look and feel. So app for email is definitely a turning point in the technological history of emails and it is going um, upwards from here. Uh, so I see that there will be in future there will be Shopify for email, there will be a Stripe for email, there will be uh, Salesforce for email. So those kind of applications will be on top of emails. Okay, uh, Elliot, want to take Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say that what people really probably fail to understand is that, uh, and this is really a, a kind of a good shout out to MailModo, is that AMP emails require specialist skill set that is beyond most email developers. Look, I'd say from the progression of Core Walk 1, you can go from Core to Walk pretty quickly. You know, I can uh, use uh, some components like AMP Accordion and uh, creating uh, interactivity in my emails. But when I want to start 
pushing that to the next level, having open time content and submitting forms. That, that, that type of development requires um, experience in JavaScript and working with server-side languages to go and build endpoints for exchanging data. And even for developers who have such experience, the framework comes with a very steep learning curve. Additionally, you need to consider the return on investment for the email development. So in addition to going building an AMP email, you still need to create the HTML email as a fallback. And as a result, AMP email, AMP enabled emails take at least twice the amount of time to build than regular HTML emails. So, you know, it, it wouldn't be suitable for a, uh, typically for a campaign with a, um, a short life cycle. This is just, oh, we just got this flash promotion. We just need to kind of move product. And whereas obviously MailModo, they have a much more service-based and declarative approach that uh, um, through their platform facilitates rapid campaign development. Um, <laughs> that uh, Whereas if you were to use other platforms and from, to write the code from scratch, it's, it, it's a big investment. It, it takes uh, specialist expertise and a lot of time. Uh, do you, just on that point, like, do you expect like templating services like Malmoto to become much, you know, to grow and, and, and people will look for ways to make that a lot easier? Yes, I, I mean, I think it will make sense for companies like uh, SendGrid who already and uh, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, whoever you have, already have a kind of template-based uh, WYSIWYG experiences to offer a similar experience, to expand that to uh, AMP for email. Certainly, MailMoto are uh, ahead of the curve, and uh, you know, they've um, will have a lot of kind of uh, these other vendors will have a lot of catching up to do. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't say that when we'd expect to see that. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you really so much. I think this was really informative and uh, really explains a lot. And I think we're now a lot more wiser about AMP for email. So thank you for coming. Thank you very much for having us. And that's our show for today. Really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a review. If you'd be interested in being a guest on Inboxing, please send me an email at hillelberg.com. And if you have any other feedback, I'd be happy to hear from you. <laughs>